This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon. Welcome to Dairy Queen. This is uh, the Colleen Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer. Hello. It's hour two of Friday's program, August 5th, 103 in the afternoon. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. And we are asking you a very important question What's your blizzard order? 651 641 No, literally, we're taking your order. We're not like delivering on it. I mean, this is just a virtual experience. <laughs> It's an imagination ice cream. No, we're <laughs> imaginary ice cream. Yummy. Uh, we'd like to ask you what your blizzard order is because DQ's August blizzard flavor is possibly the best ever. That's my oh. opinion. That's my opinion. How you don't have to agree, but uh, I am looking forward to hearing your opinion on the matter. 651-641-1071. And uh, while we wait for your orders to come in, I will tell you. That Dairy Queen's, you know, because they do this every month. They got a, a new Blizzard flavor, right? It's kind of, I love this about Dairy Queen. Yeah. Having a Dairy Queen right around the corner, as I do, it's sometimes terrifying because I am tempted constantly by their frozen delights. Uh, and I think this weekend I may actually find myself taking a trip down the street and around the corner to indulge in the August Blizzard of the Month flavor for 2022. Yes, you guessed it. It is the chocolatey, nutty, peanut, buttery, caramely Reese's Take Five Blizzard. Yummy! But what does that mean, Bradley? Okay. A Take Five Blizzard? Is it uh, based on the Dave Brubeck jazz song? <laughs> yes, the, no, the Take Five. Baby bop, skibbity scat. No, in fact, Reese's Take Five is a candy bar. So. I, I there used to, I think it used to just be called Take Five, and it was this delightful combo. It's like all the best things in a candy bar, and it's Reese's Take Five now, and it includes all of the things I mentioned: chocolate, peanuts, uh, peanut butter, caramel, pretzels, and yeah. So I said chocolate, peanut butter, peanuts, caramel. It's all of those things. And uh, so that is then the basis or the mix-in for this month's Dairy Queen Blizzard. Oh, Bradley. Oh, no. Do you like, because not everybody, my, my partner, for example, he's not going to be a fan of this because he's not a peanut butter. He doesn't like peanut butter in his candy. I know he's got issues, but. <laughs> We're not all perfect. He also doesn't <laughs> like cho- them when they add the chocolate syrup to the ice cream in a blizzard. He wants it always to be plain vanilla ice cream. But he he's very specific Dairy Queen issues. But Holly, I ask you about the the Reese's Take Five. I want to take your Take Five temp. I love chocolate peanut butter together, and the fact that it has salty pretzels in it. Get in it's my so good. Have you belly. ever had a Take Five? I have. Um, I take that back. 
I must have had a Take 5 bar at some point. It sounds familiar it to me. It literally is the best thing you can put in your mouth. I mean, honestly. Let's go to the phone lines. I know uh, I asked you guys for your blizzard order. What's your blizzard order? 651-641-1071. Let's go to Hannah. Hannah's on the phone. Hannah, honey, what what, what are we getting you at the DQ? Okay, well, now I'm going to try that Take 5 blizzard because that sounds delicious. Doesn't that sound amazing? Previously, it's the drumstick blizzard with peanuts in it because it's like your favorite kid treat, but all mashed up into one like blizzardy goodness cup. Do you know, I've never had that one, but it sounds delightful. Does it have, like, um, cone pieces in it? It does, and that's the best part of actually eating the cone. So that's what makes the entire thing just phenomenal. Okay, so now I'm going to add that to my list because I have not had the drumstick blizzard. Um, we, we Look, we did something for each other today, Hannah. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, look at that. We can just trade. <laughs> you got it. Have a great day, Hannah. Uh, okay, so Hannah wants the drumstick blizzard. And then we have Annika on the phone. Is it Annika? It is Annika. Hey, Annika, what's your Blizzard order today? Um, I got I get the cotton candy Blizzard. Oh, you like the cotton candy? What do you? I what's in the cotton? Is it like pieces of cotton candy? How does that work? Yeah, it's like pieces of like frozen dried cotton candy. Okay, so that's your favorite Blizzard. Is that like? Does it come like pink and blue? Like, does it have nice cotton candy colors? Yeah, so the ice cream cream is, like, pink, and then the little pieces of cotton candy are, like, blue. Ooh, all right. Annika, thank you so much for calling and sharing. I hope you get to have one of those soon. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, Holly, I want to take your temp on uh, the Blizzard experience. I will tell you, before I ask you to, to tell us your Blizzard, the fact that I am excited about a candy blizzard is unique because I don't typically like candy pieces in my blizzard. I'll tell you why. But first, I want to hear what your typical go-to blizzard is. Well, sadly, Bradley, I haven't ordered a blizzard in a long time, and it looks like, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't have my candy anymore. Oh, no. What don't they have? I love a Nestle Crunch blizzard. Oh, girl. They do. Oh, thank you. Just you just have to go to the right one. All right. Um, and, you know, some of the chains might not have it, but I guarantee you they have that in our uh, at our neighborhood one. Woo! I was getting a little scared. Otherwise, like to go with the classic, a Heath Blizzard. Okay. So you do like the candies in your uh, Blizzard. I do love Heath. Yeah, I do love the candies. Heath As is a, a kid, yeah. Heath bars before the score. Scores got too, like, fancy mm-hmm. uh, score bars, but I'm a good old-fashioned Heath boy myself. But I will tell you, I have a slight problem with candy mix-ins in blizzards. And here's what it is. Tell me. Typically, all candy of the chocolate variety, when frozen, tastes the same. It all just tastes like waxy chunks. And so unless there's like a ribbon of caramel or a salty crunch from a pretzel or like a piece of cone or like a a cookie dough bite. Like there's got to be another texture in there, which is why I'm kind of excited about this Reese's Take 5 because I think there's enough like with the peanuts and the pretzels. Like it's not just going to taste like a one-note waxy chocolate experience. I hear your concerns, Bradley. I mirror them. But if put on the spot... A Heath or a Crunch yeah, Bar. Yeah, no, I'm 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 uh, very very amenable to Ooh, those two yummy, flavors. Yummy, yummy. Should we go to Jody? Jody's on the phone, and we're talking your Blizzard order. We're taking your Blizzard order, Jody. What do you want? What's up, Jody? What are we having at the Blizzard uh, or the, the uh, DQ? Cr- crunch Cone. 
Okay, is that the one we were just talking about? Like the drumstick kind of thing? No, it's like it usually just comes in a cone and it's like it's got like little crunchy pieces and sprinkles in it. And oh, it you're like talking of the cone. Yeah, you're not talking. But I like it as a blizzard. It's even better as the blizzard. Wait a minute. Jody, you're blowing my mind right now. You can get a crunch cone as a blizzard? Yes, I know. I just found out a couple years ago. How do you do that? Because then all the stuff doesn't fall off while you're eating it. Oh, my God, this is genius. So you literally just roll up and say, I want a crunch cone blizzard? Yes. Oh, my God. Look at this. I was like, Jody didn't understand the assignment. She's over here telling me what like her favorite DQ treat is. And then she's like, no, fool, you can actually have that as a blizzard. I didn't know, Jody. And supposedly, my DQ said, at some DQs, you can get the fudge crunch from their cakes in a blizzard as well. Oh, my God. That's oh. next level. Have you, okay. oh, you got to find the right DQ, he said. Jody, have, can I um, give you my, my favorite like secret uh, DQ uh, Please. tip? So if, have you ever had what's called cocoa fudge? No, I th- I don't know if that's the same thing as what's in the DQ cakes, but cocoa fudge is separate from hot fudge, and it is like the best chocolate substance you will ever put in your mouth. And so the next time you get something at DQ that has chocolate, just ask for them to substitute cocoa fudge, and I promise you. All right, I'm going tonight. You'll be grateful, or at least I hope you Thank will. You. Let me know. Thanks, Jody. Let's uh, go to Michaela. Michaela's on the line. Is it Michaela? Michaela. Michaela's on the line. Michaela, what are we getting for you at the DQ? candy but it's only because in 2019 when i was pregnant and you would not stop talking about the cotton candy blizzard and so i had to go try it and i've been obsessed ever since okay so do you get this all the time now yeah i mean well when it's available yeah yeah well i think it's it's got to be ice cream when i'm out at like ice cream shops that they have it now too and like I never liked it before, but then I was pregnant, and you wouldn't stop talking about it on the radio, and I tried it, and I'm obsessed. I will say that it's such a unique flavor. It's not, I don't think it's what you expect it's going to be, and then you taste it, and it's always, like, it's not going to taste just like a bag of cotton candy. It's got, like, a very unique flavor, yeah. Michaela, thank you. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that, that we could help. Holly, um... Have you ever had the the cotton candy blizzard? I haven't. It does not appeal to me. Uh, back in the day, my sister used to get nerds blizzards. Okay, now and that look, that's no. I'm no. I'm, I'm making a personal no. judgment. Yeah, go ahead. If you are over the age of sixteen mm-hmm. and you're getting a nerds blizzard, I'm very concerned about your health. I love my sister, but <laughs> that was a questionable choice in and our your, childhood. And your judgment. <laughs> Uh, no, I, like I used to love nerds as a kid. Yes. Oh my God. I just like thinking of nerds makes my teeth hurt. Yes. Any of those candies makes your teeth hurt. Sour Patch Kids. Uh, yeah. I, I am anything not... that has like the, the hard can't sour candy on it. I don't have that thing again. I wonder if it's like a, 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 a young person's experience, like the sour mm-hmm. with ice cream. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. No, I don't man. want it. Cause I think they have a Sour Patch blizzard don't they that would not shock me i can't confirm or like that. the one that they have that's got like gummy things in it and like oreo cookies oh god oh, just, well bleh. yeah well we had sour patch kid frozen novelty ice cream they used to sell it at the grocery store no. it was not it was not no it no, wasn't really like good anyway, yeah well speaking but of I, things but i do want to put something in my belly and we're gonna do that holly 
has brought us a very special cheat day right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Let's get right to the delicious fun. It's time for a cheat day. Dirty rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. What are we putting in our pie holes today, Holly Roberts? We're putting mochi donuts in our pie hole today. I'm so excited. So explain to the listener what a mochi donut is and particularly where this or these mochi donuts we're about to put in our mouths came from. Okay, so Bradley, these mochi donuts came to us courtesy of Soga Mochi Donut, which you can find in St. Paul, right there on Minnehaha in Dale. Now, a a Soga Mochi Donut, Bradley, if you're like, well, what the heck is a Soga Mochi Donut? It's eight dough balls connected circles that are stretchy and chewy, according to the website. I was going to say that's such a like delightfully specific in uh, description. Yeah, here are some of the Eight copy. Eight balls. Two, four, six, Among yeah. the donut chains in Japan, the mochi donut are the most popular donuts under the name Ponda Ring. And those light, crispy donuts with dense and chewy insides are brought to Japan to Minnesota by the co-founders of Soga. I'm trying to do things with the ring on the camera. So if you don't know, we always do our Cheat Day Fridays on uh, YouTube. If you want to show people the lovely package. Yes, here's the package, package, which is delightful. And then number one donuts on the inside. So um, I'm very excited to try these because I've heard about them a lot. And... uh, I I just I I'm I'm sure that when I was in Japan I had such things because this this looks very so if you've been to Japan or know Japan at all there's a place called Mr Donut and um, Mr Donut would have donuts like this for Hershey's oh yeah now oh god it smells so good it smells they were warm fresh fresh straight out the kitchen when I picked up the box before I came into work today mm. and uh, what's special about these is I think we're one of the only places in the United States where you can have this donut experience I think some places on the East Coast the West Coast and some locations in Hawaii but this is it all right so should we put this in our mouth yes Okay, these, again, are mochi donuts, and... um, The visual is great. All right, Bradley is putting the donut in his mouth. Now, I will tell you that I only got the original flavor donut because there are lots of different flavors mm. available at uh, at the uh, mochi donuts. Uh, mm. Yeah, oh, Bradley's Oishi. having a good oh, oh, she just snaked. Okay, so I'm going to rip it apart because mm. showing the oh visual of that now... Yes. It, <laughs> yes. Now, what are you experiencing? I want to keep eating, but I'm not going oh! to because it's not fair. All right. It is go. like the best combo of like a mini donut, a oh! churro, like a um. Oh, there's just I don't know what to how to like a glazed donut. Like it's all of the things, mm. but it's got that fresh. I'm getting like state fair vibes. Yes. I just want to keep eating, but I'm also getting like churro vibes, like you know that fresh, crispy, uh, like you, you get a little bit of hint of the the deep fried oil experience. Not not in a bad way. Oh, in a wonderful way, a little a fresh, sugar, and then you've got the like dusting of the sh- shugs. 
Yes. Now, Bradley, it's funny that you say that you get a little churro vibes from the Sogamochi donut because one of the flavors that they have on offer is churro. Mm. So I imagine that they throw a little cinnamon on there, a little more sugar, and you get that experience. Now, while Bradley eats his Sogamochi donut for cheat day Friday, Mm. these are just the original Mm. flavors. They have specialty flavors available, and it seems like on a rotating basis. Today, when I was at the store, they had Fruity Pebbles, Black Sesame, Lime? Yum. Yeah. So you don't have to just get now, the original flavor. I will say these are not made uh, like this. This is it's got gluten and this is like flour and stuff. I don't understand the mochi connection because it's not like it's not. I mean, there might be rice flour in it, I guess. That I can't answer for you. But because mochi is like a Japanese dessert. Yes. And this is which is usually just made of rice that's like pounded and uh, stretched mm-hmm. and made into a delicious Yummy textured experience. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I want to keep eating Holly. Oh, oh, oh so well, good. Yeah, this okay, is really great. Where do really I get great. these again? So you get the uh, get the Soga Mochi Donut at mm. Soga Mochi Donut, which is inside the Dragon Star Oriental Foods in St. Paul, and you'll find that at the corner of Dale Street and Minnehaha Avenue in St. Paul. So it's right just north of Interstate 94. You get off the Dale Street exit. And then take a take a left, and you'll be right there at the store. Which, while you're there, so many other wonderful treats that you can get. I will say this donut though: you can taste the milk, you can taste the eggs. Like it's so fresh in a way that donuts, like a lot of times, aren't. Let's be clear. Now these were made fresh. Like you want to eat them fresh, but like uh, just like wonderful, Holly. Thank you so much for getting these. All right, what do you give these on a Cobra scale of zero to five? Zero being the worst thing you ever put in your mouth, five being the best. Holly? I mean, I'm giving this a 4.95. Wow! Rivaling the Magnolia banana pudding. Banana pudding. I'm going to give it a five. Okay, you're just doing it. I'm just doing it, Holly. Rip it off. Put it in my mouth. The Mochi Donuts from Soga. Soga Mochi Donuts. And, uh, oh my God. That was the best. Thank you so much, Holly. When we come back... Oh, I'm still thinking about that donut. Oh, I need more. In my yeah. Life. All right. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. If you miss our cheat day or you miss any cheat day, don't worry. You can watch it on the YouTubes or my talk channel or just head to our website. mytalk 1071com I'm Bradley trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Let's get right to the celebrities behaving badly. We call them. Go ahead. <laughs> what do we call them? Go ahead. What do we call them? D-Bags presenting <laughs> Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day. Um, I can't really figure it out, but this whole story is just nonsense. Okay, tell me more. Is the D-bag Kylie Jenner or the folks dragging Kylie Jenner? Oh, okay, so this is a spot the D-bag. Yes, this is a spot the D-bag moment. So, uh, the other day, Kylie Jenner, billionaire businesswoman, the mind behind Kylie Cosmetics, decided to post a behind-the-scenes video of herself in her cosmetics laboratory. Oh, in her cosmetics <laughs> laboratory. Yes. She put on a lab coat, Bradley, but she forgot to put her hair back. Oh. And is not wearing gloves. Very unsanitary. Yeah. So people were dragging Kylie Jenner for taking us through the makeup-making process, and they were like... Kylie is not even wearing a hairnet or shoe covers or a mask or disposable gloves. 
How dare she? It is completely unacceptable, so said somebody on the internet. Well, because it's, I mean, she's just acting. Like this is, they're literally like, hey, come do some like media and uh, we'll walk you through a thing and you're going to mix some stuff. And she's like, okay, I'll do the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just play acting. She's making a promotional video for Kylie Cosmetics. This is a commercial. Uh, Lest we be under the impression that Kylie Jenner is actually working in the laboratory to perfect her formulation for her next iteration of her lip kit. Yeah, she's like, well, actually, I need to understand the chemical process here. Yeah, she's literally at one point leaning over. I will say it's a little bit of everybody because mostly, though, Kylie, because like if if you're trying to like give the impression that you're being all sciencey, at least like pretend to be sciencey better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. At least, like, wear your hair back. Yes. And, like, Like, button up your coat. Because there's nothing more... Like, it's the one time I went to, uh, like, get a massage from, like, a massage school student, and her hair was, like, draped over me the entire time. And every time she moved, I could feel her hair, like, wipe against my body. And that's just a weird feeling. And I feel like, you know, that's why there's a a tendency to not do that Mm -hmm. in those situations. Yeah, there's a there is a the uh, at least the artifice of professionalism yeah. going on, which Kylie Jenner clearly was not after because she did caption the original set of photos in the lab, creating new magic for you guys better than ever. Yeah, no, you're, not, you're not actually in the lab. No, you're not in the lab. And it's fine that you're not in the lab, you're not creating anything. And that's fine. But then you're clapping back at the people who are criticizing you for <sighs> pretending to be in the lab. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it really is a lot, because Kylie went on to defend herself. Like, she would actually even know, like, uh, you know, look, I think, this is, see, I know how they would react, like, oh, you're just attacking this successful woman, blah, blah, blah. Who's they? The Kardashians. Oh, okay. Like, they would push back, like, oh, like, just because she's a woman who has, you know, like, I don't, it's, that's not my critique. My critique is you look like you're pretending. And so if that's not the goal, then maybe do better. Yeah. Otherwise, that's what the result is. Exactly. Well, Kylie Jenner did clap back. Of course. At some of the haters writing in response to the criticism of these series of photos. Kevin. This picture is not taken in a manufacturing facility. I would never bypass sanitary protocols, and neither would any other celeb celeb or beauty brand owner. And she agreed that those actions would be completely unacceptable. And I was just creating my own fun samples and taking pictures for content nowhere near the mass manufacturing. So, yes, she was playing pretend. It's so funny, though, that like in the defense of the critique, she's just reinforcing the critique. Yeah. And so then it goes on, so on and so forth. And Bradley, it's never going to end. The world is literally spinning faster. I mean, I have a bigger critique of the people that are buying this stuff. And like, I don't under like I understand buying quality stuff. And I don't know. This could be very good stuff. I don't know because I don't buy these products. But um, I bet you could get similarly quality products for cheaper. I just don't understand the idea of paying for paying extra for that Kylie Jenner experience. This right? Is, right. This is something that you would buy your kid who's a fan of Kylie Jenner. That's what I feel like. I yeah. don't know if that's true, though. Is that like, do we know who their like demo is? I mean, I like, think who's buying Kylie Cosmetics. It's young 
young women? I think it's young women. I I make it, I don't have the um, numbers in front of me, Bradley, but... I, I didn't expect you did. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you to that standard. I go into establishments that sell Kylie Cosmetics, and based on the marketing, this is aimed at young people who have aspirations for luxury cosmetics, but it's not quite attainable for them, or they're just not in that age get group yet. So this is an easy way. You know, I want Kylie Cosmetics for my birthday, and the parents are like, okay, this is at a, a decent price point, where this is a special gift for my Kylie Jenner fan in my life. Yeah, And you can sell a lot of units of stuff that way. Yeah, See Kylie Jenner and her obnoxious private plane. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good job. All right. Who's your D-bag? Thanks for asking. Um, You know, this is another sort of all play. It's, well, insiders dishing on Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles' romance. So I don't know who's particularly to blame, but everyone involved in the story. Uh, And by that I mean... Uh, here's a story from page six, a insider's dish on Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. Don't worry, darling romance. We're talking, of course, about, uh, those two people, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles. They're in a publicationship. That's a relationship for publicity. They've been publicizing their relationship ever since they started working together and apparently sleeping together. Some people suggest that that started long, uh, or I shouldn't say long, but that started before Olivia Wilde left her husband. Jason Mm, Sudeikis. Yeah, and some people were really concerned about that overlap. Florence Pugh, who is also on the film. And so I think what this is, honestly, is pushback but uh, from the allegations that she was cheating, etc. So, insiders, multiple sources, according to page six, previously told the tabloid that Florence Pugh... uh, who stars in this movie with uh, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles... That she was unhappy that Olivia Wilde fell for Harry Styles in the movie because, again, the implication was that uh, that relationship started before the previous one ended. And Florence Pugh is in a relationship with a person who's friends and co-workers with Olivia Wilde's ex, Jason Sudeikis. I know it's hard to follow. It's so much. And that person would be Zach Braff, who's a celebrity in his own right. Yep. So uh, Florence Pugh, Zach Braff. Zach Braff, Jason Sudeikis, Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, Florence Pugh, drama. But now we're learning that other sources, according to page six, said that Wilde and Styles did not flaunt their flourishing romance and that most people on set didn't even know they were an item. Quote, said one insider. I wonder who this is. Olivia was super professional. Both she and Harry were. We were all surprised to hear that they were an item. And we didn't even realize that they were a couple until the news came out publicly. (laughs) I can hear Olivia Wilde typing this memo as we speak, or at least her publicist. Who's like, Olivia, honey, is this fine to send to page six? And she's like, yes, that totally is. Also, it's a lie because uh, the, the story points out that Wilde and Styles, which, by the way, is what we call them, but page six listens to us clearly. Wild and Styles. Oh my God, they totally ripped off our publication. <gasps> Do you know this is not the first time that Page Six has done this? Allegedly, oh. supposedly. Oh. I mean, I thought we were the ones that coined Chonus. You know, Benefer. No, we didn't. Okay, okay. anyway. Um, <laughs> Wild and Styles, that is Harry Wild and Olivia Styles, other way around, made their public debut at the wedding of 
Harry Styles' agent. But I feel like we had seen them together before that, if not briefly. Maybe, maybe that was the first like hint that we were allowed publicly. But to then think that the people on set of that film that was their first indication. No, that no, just seems no. a little too convenient. Yeah. I do recall those photographs, Bradley, of Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles at that wedding because they were walking hand in hand and making a big to do. But even when those photographs went public at the time, I think there was gossip scuttlebutt about, oh, well, they're just really good friends. Yes. And, but, but here's my point to say that, like, nobody even knew until they came out publicly. You know how it is behind the scenes? Yeah. I mean, look, we haven't been on a lot of movie sets in our life, but we've been in workplaces. Gossip rules the day. So you just know that even if even if they didn't overtly like express their love for one another, there had to be gossip that these two were getting on because I'm sure they were talking together. Like I just it, it just seems uh incredulous to believe that there there was not any indication Right. Right. That these two were having some sort of fling before. Oh, photos just happened to appear, by the way. Surprise. Like for no reason. They just happened to show up in the tabloids. Yeah. Any indication is a bold statement. You could have just said, well, you know, they kept things quiet. But any indication Mm. they're trying to save the reputation of Olivia Wilde as a director because she's like, hey, if I got this much gossip on the set of this movie, is someone going to be writing me another check to make another one? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Anyway, so this seemed like a little bit of pushback. So I guess my D-bag at the end of the day is probably a little bit of uh, Olivia Wilde PR people, but it's also just page six or anybody else that is peeing on my leg right now and telling me it's raining. Because that's pee. It is not rain. I mean, it smells and it's yellow. And if that, if your rain smells and it's yellow, you need to move because that's some stuff. Yeah. Hey, when we come back uh, from D bags, can we move on to um, another conversation, a continuation of a conversation we had at the outset of today's show about the future of Warner Brothers Discovery merger? I know you're like business mergers. You want to talk about? Well, only because it's affecting actual TVs and movies that you're watching. And Holly's going to bring another tidbit of that story to us when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Talk Studios 89, sunny. Brought to you by... What was that? Oh my God. (laughs) That was the song. I know, I think. I was like, who just drove by with like... Man, I didn't think we were that close to the street. <laughs> YMCA of the North. We've obviously never played it out that long. No, I I know where. Oh, I think I know what happened there. Our fearless leader grabbed that song from YouTube from a music video, and oh, it probably God. had an airplane <laughs> flying over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was hilarious i literally was like did you just launch a sound effect like, no. way to get into it she's like yeah oh the weather <laughs> america uh, Woo! yes because of course that song is from the top gun maverick soundtrack 
My God, that was hilarious. Where okay, are Holly. We? Uh, we are on the Colleen Bradley show <laughs> trying to figure out our, our way in the world today. Takes everything we've got. Woo, sure As does. we wrap up this segment, though, I thought we could head back to the first, this hour, rather. I'd like to head back to the first conversation of the day that we had. By the way, if you missed that conversation in its entirety or in any part. Oh, God, hold on. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Luck right break. Um, <laughs> I did not want to pull a Julia. Um, the first segment, we talked about the merger of Warner Brother Discovery's two streaming behemoths, uh, HBO Max and Discovery Plus. We would like to call it Discover BO Plus. Mm. But we didn't get a chance in that conversation, Holly, to talk about the uh, effect that merger and the, the, the overall merger, I should say, the company merger has had on movies, both released in theaters and on streaming services. And specifically as it relates to uh, the DC universe, which Warner Brothers Discovery has control of. Yes. And Bradley, it seems like Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery has really big ambitions for the DC Cinematic Universe because the CEO, so they had their quarterly call yesterday afternoon, and that's where we're getting all this information. But the company's CEO, David Zasloff, is really doubling down on the DC Universe. And he said that they're going to have a 10-year plan akin to Marvel's playbook because if you pay attention to the Marvel Cinematic Universe owned by Disney, They set out their slate of releases years in advance, and they have what they call phases for those projects. And you get to know what the heck is going to be on those uh, phases years ahead in advance. Like, I think we have releases through 2025, if not 2026 at this point for Marvel. Yeah, and really what's interesting is this is why I'm so curious because their strategy seems to be what worked for Marvel? Marvel, of course, owned by Disney uh, or in the control of Disney. And, um, you know, they they essentially poached the boss of the Feige guy. What's his name? Paul? Kevin. Kevin Feige. Um, he, so he's responsible for Marvel. Well, his former boss, I think, is now with Warner Brothers Discovery. They basically hired him as a consultant to tell them, what can we do with this DC universe to be like not it so what i'm saying is like their their recipe for success is apparently just copying marvel and yeah. i don't mean that verbatim per se but like the the same thinking that made marvel great is now going to go into dc which i guess is not a bad thing because it worked for disney but it also doesn't it doesn't indicate um like thinking outside the box or like approaching this in a new way it seems like Hey, Marvel had a very successful recipe, and we just need to copy it and apply it to to the DC universe of movies. Yeah, well, instead of having the soda wars, Pepsi versus Coke, we're now getting the comic book movie wars, which is DC versus Marvel. Yeah. Now, a lot of people saying that Marvel has better executed their cinematic universe than DC, and there's a lot of uh, business machinations as to why probably that is being, okay, so... Disney is Disney, and they've had a steady running train for quite some time, a number of years, where they can rearrange their kitchen in such a way where they can steadily release content, whereas Warner Brothers 
has been purchased by people. It's been sold by people. They've been uh, changing executives left and right. And not even executives, but creatives like Zack Snyder was responsible for. I think he was the um, uh, man of like the Superman reboot, right? Man of Steel. Yes. And then worked on something else. And that's when he like went like sort of things went south with him. Yes. Well, I don't know currently what Warner Brothers' relationship with Zack Snyder is, but he was responsible for the Justice League movie. He was a heavy creative force in shaping the look, the narrative, the aesthetics of the DC Comics cinematic universe for at least a, a decade plus because he uh, he directed the movie Watchmen back in 2009. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, but But it's interesting because like that... Like, so the the DC, like, I, again, I am not a huge, like, I know there are people out there who are, like, huge fans of both, or at least students of these two universes, and so they're probably out there like, you boobs don't know what you're talking about, or at least me, because I know far less than uh, Holly knows in this regard, but, it, like, my just, like, very, very superficial reaction is, like, Marvel is just, like, a machine, it's, an like, it's just pushing these successful movies out one after the other. And it's like a very simple recipe. Whereas like the DC stuff seems kind of darker, more intense, more adult, more like nuanced. And maybe that's not as successful because if you're trying to attract a broad audience, people don't want to see that. I I may be completely misunderstanding the difference between these two or the challenges that they each face. Well, I would say that Marvel has been more consistent in the product that they're offering and in the return on investment they've gotten from box office numbers. Now, DC has been... Which is probably a testament to Disney. A testament to Disney. Yes. DC has also been successful, but their success has been very hit or miss recently. Joker was an extremely popular movie, so popular we're getting a sequel to that. Other movies like Justice League underperformed at the box office, leaving them to question, well, what the heck are we doing with this stuff? And then... As a result of not knowing what they're doing, then things like Batgirl, the $90 million movie that was almost finished, gets put in the vault and used as a tax write-off for this giant corporation. Yeah. And we're never going to see it. So really, I guess the takeaway then is they just don't seem to have a plan in the way that Marvel has, although based on this quarterly call, they are at least making... uh, they're making the effort to say, oh, we got a plan and this is our 10 year plan. Yeah. Well, they're trying yeah. to make a 10 year plan. They're saying we're going to make a 10 year plan. We're just not at that plan yet. We're planning the plan and we'll let you know when the plan is done. There's so many unknowns over there. Yeah. And you guys, I do honestly think this is one of the biggest stories for those of us who love, you know, pop culture, entertainment and of course, TV and movies, because again, this is just a sign of the times. Yeah. There is so much up in the air about the future of streaming, the future of, you know, theatrical movie releases. I mean, if it, it's interesting to read about all of the different um, permutations of like, we're going to release this film two weeks or on the stream, or we're going to release this film into streaming like two weeks after the theatrical release versus say 90 days or 70 days or whatever it is. Like there's still so much trying and, you know, experimenting and, uh, attempts to to do something unique and different that's hopefully long-term successful like it doesn't seem like there's just one like model that everybody's heading towards so there's still a lot up in the air no they're trying to figure it out and bottom line is that all this behind the scenes drama 
is going to affect your favorite TV shows, your favorite yeah. movies, and what you're going to be able to watch. <sighs> lots of questions. Yeah. Hey, you know what else I bet people have lots of questions about? Huh. Monkeypox. I know. No, seriously. Um, and I'm very excited because we have a guest joining us in the next segment who's going to help answer some of those questions and give us some information. Tune in to the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley Show on the other side of this, right here on My Talk 1071.